to the Fun Sized Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Safeli. This podcast is your favorite place to learn about all things that revolve around health and wellness for females under 5'3". By listening to the Fun Sized Podcast, you'll get practical and actionable strategies for weight loss, muscle building, eating, exercising, strengthening relationships, overall health, and so much more. I know that petite women like you don't just want to curate a rockin' little body of your dreams. You want to know how to eat right, work out smart, feel energized, have fun, boost your confidence, and how to move through life while continuing to maintain a lean physique, especially when things get messy. This podcast will always give you a dose of realness, practicality, and empowerment you truly need to develop the highest version of you and be proud to be petite. So subscribe now if you're ready for solo episodes from me and interviews from the best little guests around to support you on your mission to become fun-sized. Hello and welcome back. I had a very special request from a follower to talk about my training, diet, and body after being fully recovered from hypothalamic amenorrhea. And it just so happened that on the very same day, I realized something truly amazing. And before I go any further, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, what HA is, or what the recovery process was for me, then you might want to go back, um, hit the pause button right now, go back and check out episode 13 of this podcast, and then come back to this one. So yesterday, I woke up and I took progress pictures. Um, I usually have my clients do it every Thursday for accountability purposes, but I tend to do it like every three to four weeks, usually on a Thursday or a Friday. And as usual, I compare them back to the last time I took pics and then a few months before that and then a few more months before that. And I just, you know, casually compare and see how I'm doing. And I don't know what compelled me to compare them to pictures before my recovery journey, but I did this time. And I had to search way, way back in my Google Photos, but I found some from July 2019. And when I put them side by side to the pictures I took yesterday, I swear my mouth just dropped. And of course, the tears welled up. And not because I was sad, you guys, but because I was so relieved. What I saw was that the pictures looked very much the same. Like I couldn't even tell there was any weight difference. And yet when I did even more digging for the weight that I was around that time in July, I found that there's a 16 pound difference between these two photos, but it seriously doesn't look like it at all. Like maybe five pounds, maybe like if I really, really look hard, I can see that my legs are a little bit thicker, but not in a bad way at all. And of course, like I know because I take these measurements, but I know that my hip circumference is about four to five inches bigger, but it's so hard to tell in the photos, which is just the most amazing thing ever. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to link a picture in the show notes for you guys if you didn't see it on my Instagram because I had to post it because I was just feeling so good about it. Like I said in the post, it's really hard to put into words how I'm feeling right now. Like, it's definitely a lot of relief and joy, yes. Um, 
but really I think it's just more relief and it's it's honestly just so amazing that you can hardly tell a difference and the other cool thing is that I weigh less than I did now wait I weigh less now than I did when I got my first return period so I'm still getting my period like clockwork and I will say that I would have thought that now after 16 months yeah I think it's 16 months of having a cycle that my emotions would be a little bit more stable by now like maybe that sounds naive but it would really just be nice like last weekend oh my god you guys you are lucky you're getting me now and not then like I was a complete fucking wreck like I feel like this dark cloud comes rolling in like three days before my period and then on the last day of my period it just magically disappears I get so fucking depressed for absolutely no reason I'll give you two examples here because this like it's it's crazy last week was a really really big exciting week for me I launched my fitness app subscription which is a huge milestone for me it's something that I've always kind of dreamed of in the back of my head like wouldn't this be cool if you could have something like this but never really knew how to put it together or how to even start right and I did it and I launched it and the launch was great it's such a success I've had I have 11 girls signed up in there already and the doors aren't even closed yet like there's still a couple more days actually when you're hearing this it's going to be closed. But anyway, it was a huge, huge, huge thing for me. And it was really exciting and all of that. And on top of that, Justin and I went into escrow for a new house. And this is the first time I'm saying this on here or anywhere on the internet, really. Um, But these two things are really, really super exciting events that happened within two days of each other. It just so happens that they also happen the day before I got my period and the day I got my period. And guess fucking what? I could not stop crying. I had no idea why I was crying, but I couldn't stop. And it, it like, it wasn't happy tears. It was ugly fucking sobbing. I even, I went out for a walk on Saturday and like, I just went out to clear my head because I just felt like, you know, when you just feel kind of like trapped inside and you're just like, ah, like I need to get out. And so that's, that's what I did. I went out and I was like, I'm going to clear my head. And I came back hysterical. Like it, it didn't work. (laughs) And I was angry at myself for being so upset when things in my life were really going so good and I, why did I have to ruin it with these tears, with my period? Why, like, where was this coming from? So being as freaking angry as I was, I came back from that walk. I went into my garage and took my anger out on some weights. I deadlifted. I just like, I couldn't, I, I, (laughs) that's my outlet, right? But I was still crying all the way through it. And even after in the shower, I'm, I'm not kidding you guys. Like this is, (laughs) legitimately it's it's hard to even say that this is me like who who is this person I don't even know it's almost like my happy little self is trapped inside and cannot rise to the surface and is screaming let me out let me out but it's like on the surface it's it's just tears and 
this is similar to how I felt when I was 15 and this is the reason why I went on birth control in the first place and I really, 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 really don't want to have to go back on it again. But I keep thinking like every time that I have my period, every time I'm like this, I'm like, if I'm like this still this time next year, like I'm going to have to seriously reconsider because I don't know what else to do. Like I cannot let let it take over my life like that. Like it, it messes with my business. It could possibly mess with my relationship. Thank God it hasn't yet. But you know, like it's, it's, it's too much. It's way too much. Um, anyway, this episode is supposed to be about training and diet and not necessarily like how I'm feeling with my period. But anyway, I honestly feel like my training and diet isn't that much different from before knowing I had HA, except for the fact that I'm training less and eating more. And it's not a lot less and it's not a lot more, but it's, it's that balance. And I think that my balance is honestly better. And the fact that my goals aren't as extreme, it just makes it a lot easier to have that balance. So for training, I'm back to lifting about five to six days per week with the sixth day being extremely light, kind of like touch up work or depending on where I am in my cycle, it's a yoga day or a mobility day. I didn't start right back off at five to six days per week as like as soon as that third month um, of recovery ended it was like okay I'm gonna go three days a week Um, and then it was a it was a slow build-up but it was not you know it wasn't six right out the gate Um, and my workouts right now are only taking me about 45 minutes or less as opposed to the 60 to 90 minutes it had taken me in the past and again like when I first got back into the gym it was like 30 minutes like it was it's always been this kind of slow ramp up with anything I've done since recovery it's it's a slow ramp up and I'm talking months you guys like it's been 16 months since I've recovered so it's it's not something that happened overnight I am also back to running, but it's again been a slow buildup. Like right after recovery, I wasn't doing any cardio whatsoever except for walking. But then I did like two or three days of 10 to 15 minutes and then four days and then boosted the time a little there. And then for a while I was running with my boyfriend three days a week for three miles and again, it's just been like a slow buildup. And there's, there's really two reasons why I'm running. So one is because I really did need and want to take off the overshoot weight. Um, especially because my thighs, like my thighs were rubbing together and it's uncomfortable. And so I know that slow long distance running has always helped me lean out my thighs in the past. So it's something that I can do again, as long as I monitor it. And B, because I actually really do enjoy running and I would love to get back to a solid 5k pace. And the thing is like, I, I never ran more than a 10k. Actually, that's a lie. I ran a 15k once, but I will never do that again. And I do enjoy like the shorter long distance pace, like 5k, 10k, nothing more than that. Um, but I would like to eventually run those again and keep up the pace with my boyfriend on those. So, um, overall my goal isn't just aesthetics anymore. It's not just a step on stage like it was in the past. And because my goal is now health first, 
than aesthetics, it's a lot easier to listen to my body and do less while challenging myself at the same time. And, you know, if I need a rest day, I take that rest day. If it's Monday and I'm just not feeling it, I'll do mobility and just stretch and just move. Like, at least I'm still moving, but I'm not just completely saying, fuck this. And a large part of that is also because when I, you know, did recovery, I did not do any yoga or stretching or anything like that. And I totally regret it because I felt like stiff as a board when I did get back into exercise and it was awful. And I know that, you know, stretching and yoga, if it's light yoga, it's not, it's, it's therapeutic. It's good for the body. Why did I not do it during recovery? I don't know, because I guess I just took everything to heart and was like, I can't exercise at all. Um, But I wish I did at least do some stretching because the stiffness was awful. So kind of the same thing goes for diet. I, I have no intention of stepping back on stage on a certain date. So my approach is much more relaxed because there's not that pressure. I, I do still meal prep because I just... I feel like I'm more prepared for my week and I feel like I'm more productive during the week when everything is all done and planned and like when it's time to eat, I just go downstairs and pop a Tupperware out of the refrigerator. Even though I work from home like and I could actually take the time to cook, I don't want to. Like I don't want to break up my work day like that. So it's just easier for me to meal prep and have it all there and that way I know I'm prepared and I don't end up going into the pantry to look for something to snack on because I'm content and I'm full and I'm satisfied and I'm good. But I will say I do feel a lot less guilt when I do change something midweek. So if I'm going throughout the week and I'm like, you know what, I just don't really feel like having the chicken right now, then it's a lot easier to just kind of switch and be like, okay, like I can have something else. Where in the past I would have been like, no, I can't change anything. I have to follow. I have to be strict, strict, strict. So there's that. I'm also currently doing two higher calorie days per week right now. Like for example, tonight we are going to go get sushi for dinner because I'm really excited about my accomplishment and all that. Um, last week we had like a, a stir fry and I had like over a cup of rice. Um, but basically like I'm, I have like a higher calorie, um, dinner refeed, whatever you want to call it once a week. And then on Monday mornings, I've been doing, um, a really high calorie breakfast after my leg days. Um, so like last week I had waffles with peanut butter and berries and a real syrup and you know, like with this setup, I start my week and I end my week with something fun and big and exciting and it works for me right now. So I'm just going to keep doing that until I want to change it up and then I'll change it up with something different. But yeah, so like I'm always monitoring how I feel and when I'm hungry, I make sure I eat, like I honor that hunger. Lastly, as far as my body goes, I'm still learning. I'm I'm really happy that I no longer had that nasty edema that I had during the actual recovery. Oh my god, my skin hurt so bad like I was bruised everywhere. It was miserable. Like it, I didn't want to be touched. I didn't want to wear clothes cuz it hurt. Like it just it was so bad. The other exciting thing is that my plantar fasciitis that I had is gone. Like gone. I 
I knew all along that it was the increase of weight that I was carrying that was causing my feet to be like in agony. And even when I went to the um, podiatrist and told them, you know, like I just gained about 30 pounds, is that what's going on? They're like, no, no, I'm like, ah, (laughs) that's a big deal. 30 pounds on my little frame. Like I knew that that overshoot weight was not healthy for my frame. And it was wreaking havoc on my feet. Like, yes, it was healthy weight to gain because I needed to wake up my hypothalamus and be like, hey, like, you're not starving, like, have a period, whatever. But at the same time, it was too much for my little frame. It was just like an explosion. Maybe not too much for my frame, but too much too fast. So I I just really knew that, like, that was another huge driving factor for me to shed some of that excess weight And it was about, I want to say like eight pounds ago was when I started to notice that it was, the plantar fasciitis was going away. There's a lot of little things that are like that. Like my scalp is no longer dry and my hair isn't breaking. So those are all good reminders that I'm on the right track and I'm doing the right things. So I keep like things like that is like, those are the things that I monitor, right? Like if I'm getting my period consistently, uh, which I am, it's like clockwork, literally, it's like every 27 and 29 days, which is perfect. Like how much better can you ask for? Um, But things like that, and like, is my flow the same time each month? Are all these factors like my skin and my hair, are they healthy? Like all of those things are um, really important to pay attention to. And that's, that's what I'm doing. And I know that the journey of keeping this balance is never ending. Like it's something I'm going to have to do and work on constantly. And I know that I'm still going to have those bad days where I get upset over the cellulite on my legs or the weird spotty look on my stomach, which is another story. Um, I I noticed this about like five months ago when my tan started wearing off, which is about a little over a year after my first period. It's that the skin on my stomach is like patchy in some areas it's like these splotches of lighter skin tone and I'm wondering if it's gonna go away when I get a tan again this summer I really have no idea I'm just kind of waiting to see I have tried dry brushing it which I dry brush also um, my legs and um, my stomach because I feel like that's really helped kind of like wake up the skin and it's supposed to be really good for cellulite and stretch marks and things like that the skin tone is a weird thing but we'll see Anyway, um, this journey, it's never ending and it will continue to take work and monitoring, monitoring and reflecting and reevaluating and all of that jazz. And I'm totally okay with it. I just think the human body is phenomenal. I mean, after everything I've been through, how resilient it is, how it bounces back, it's just, it's beautiful and amazing and our bodies do incredible things. And when you truly accept that, like all of the wonderful things that it does for you and that you only get one, it's so much easier to treat it better and practice that self-love. So if there's anything you take away from this episode, it's that your setback isn't forever. When I first found out about HA, I 
was so scared that I'd never be able to train the way I love and that I was cursed to be fat forever. But none of that was true. These things happen to teach us something important and I think it's really important to reflect on why this thing is happening to you in the first place because once you figure it out it's easier to find a different approach that works for you. For me HA came from taking my body to the extreme with bikini competitions so fast too fast and then never letting my body feel safe enough because I kept doing more shows and more shows and more shows and being totally naive and thinking that oh because I lost my period then I'm lean enough and I made it which is nonsense and totally stupid and now that I am just even saying that out loud I'm like wow but I know now that if I ever ever did want to do a show again I know that I could do it the right way because I know what I did wrong. And honestly, I have no desire to do that at all. But what I'm saying is I know what I did wrong and I know how to do the right thing. And that's what's making all of the difference. So if you have any questions regarding this episode, feel free to DM me on Instagram. And if you are going through HA or you think you might have it, I am totally always down to set up a Zoom call and talk through it with you. This is a scary journey, but it's one that it's absolutely worth doing. And the sooner you do it, the sooner you will feel better. And you shouldn't have to go through all of that on your own because there are so many other women who have dealt with this and have gone through it too. And I would love to hop on a call and help you work through it as well because it's it's really hard to go through that alone. So thank you guys so much for listening and supporting me throughout everything. It truly, truly, truly means the world to me. My oh my, if it isn't the exact petite workout program you've all been waiting for. The Fun Size Fitness app is finally here. It's the monthly subscription of workouts designed for petites who truly want to tone up. So here's what you get inside the app. You get a brand new petite-focused training program every month designed to help you increase strength and muscle tone. There are over 100 HD exercise tutorial videos made by me, a petite, for you, also a petite, so that you know you're performing each and every movement correctly. But that's not all. This app also allows you to track all of your progress in one spot. So you can log the weight you use per exercise so that you know exactly where to pick up the next go around. You can upload progress photos and compare them. You can input body stats. You can even sync my fitness pal and your step tracker so that you can see all of your fit shit in one place. Like I kid you not, this is a freaking dream come true. So why bother tracking your progress? Well, because if you're anything like me, when you see how much you've accomplished over the last week, you'll stay motivated to do more and be better. But of course, there's always more. When you subscribe to the app, you'll also get access to the short support forum with other like-sized and like-minded women just like you. And you can even message me directly within the app. So if you have any questions as you go, you'll never feel lost or alone. This is not another PDF program where they throw it at you and say, good luck. This is ongoing, okay? And as a special bonus, you'll also receive exclusive discounts from the Fun Size brand and Fun Size affiliates such as Lacuna Fit Petite Leggings, Petite Avenue Fashion Box Subscription, Pancake Protein Pancakes, and so much more. 
Here's what you need to know. Having me write your workouts for you from scratch will cost you a few hundred dollars per month. But with the fun-sized fitness app, you're getting that exact same expertise and attention for a mad fraction of the price. The fun-sized fitness app is only $24.97 per month. That's a freaking steal. I don't know what personal trainer gives that away for that low of a price. So for more info, go to funsize.life slash app. You will need to register first before downloading the app from the app store. So to register, go to funsize.life slash register. And if you got questions in the meantime, hit me up on Instagram at funsize.nutrition. Can't wait to see you inside.